Welcome to Live Action Star Wars. I'm James. I'm Ralph. And today we're talking about this little movie that you may have heard of once or twice, uh, Star Wars. Right. Um, um, did you we, Did you watch it? Did you watch it? I, I watched it last night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Because yeah. I mean, we've seen it enough times. I don't. We don't <laughs> need to watch it. But yeah. so a couple of things came up where I was like, I never noticed that before. And Stevie had questions, and I think you could answer them um, about about one of the one of the character uh, is in the movie. Oh, I um, love that, Great. and I'm excited to talk about those. See, uh, I'm glad that you watched it with Stevie because I watched it with Liz, and she's seen it before, of course, but like yeah. not for a long time, and long not time. since <laughs> not since watching uh, things like Obi Wan or Andor. Oh, um, okay. And I mean, we watched Return of the Jedi in theaters last week, and so she was like. Okay, so yeah, that was that was the third one. This is the first one. So like, she knows Star Wars, but she's not right. as versed in it as we are. Um, Star so Wars was really also constructed in a way to watch it out of order. Of course, it was. So it doesn't <laughs> so, matter. Like that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it, it never matters when you watch yeah. which one. Um, so watching it with those eyes, like a not fully fresh perspective, but like semi fresh yeah. perspective, yeah. and after. Ahsoka and or um, Obi-Wan Kenobi in particular, like these shows are now sort of upon a rewatch, they're informing it. And I love that they yeah. are additive. Like however you like feel the, about like the, the shows for me, when, they when are. I was a kid, when I was a kid, the most boring scene ever was uh, the conference room. Like, I don't oh. care about the conference room scene. Yeah. There's so much stuff that love has been it. explained since now that it's like, okay, great. Um, I, I'm also going to, okay. So a <laughs> couple things, mm-hmm. um, my star Wars fatigue is real. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you're, you're sort of right in the thick of it. It feels like at the moment. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I look at our invincible pod show, which is coming back March 15th, I believe. Yeah. That's the Friday, we're, isn't it? We're, we'll have a trailer episode before that. And mm-hmm. I get so excited about that show. Uh, less excited about this show and i'm like do i even want to do this show like star wars is blah and then um before we came on i'm like fuck i miss talking to james it's been two yeah. whole weeks it we has one week and so i'm like okay this is just an excuse to talk to james that's it and i feel like especially no invincible we're so hyped on the show yeah that we're, we're super focused on it whereas this is our like live action star wars is kind of especially at the moment where we've we've gone through a lot of our list we've hit all the major stuff i feel and we we've got a while before like the next like the next show is like we don't even know when that's going to be yet we're presuming the spring so we've got a while so when we do these every other week or whatever it'll be it's it's just kind of like a we've got a loose topic and then it's just a hangout and like thank you audience for sticking around we hope you enjoy that like you guys are a part of the show as well and we love you guys getting involved so you know, if there's things that you want to talk about, please let us know. Uh, and yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We can talk about anything. It's great. So watching Star Wars last night, and from now on, I'm going back to referring to it as Star Wars. Because growing up, it was Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. That was it. Mm-hmm. Those were the movies. Yeah. That's what I called them. I don't want to call it A New Hope. I, I have no problem with Star A New Wars. Hope. I don't... I, yeah. but I always just refer to it as Star Wars. Again, I'm the I same way. Like, growing up, it, it, was, it, was those, yeah. it was Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I don't call it Star Wars 1970. I just want to call it Star Wars. Um, But also, like, after watching it again last night, like, 
it made me be like, this is it. Like, I think I would be happy. I would be happy in my life if this was the only Star Wars thing ever. It would still be the movie is so my favorite. Good. It was yeah, it would still be like that movie that is so reverential. And, like, and yeah. Empire is a perfect movie. Yep. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love about Star Wars is they don't explain shit. Nope. They don't explain anything. And ever since then, it's been explaining stuff, and I don't care. Nothing against uh, Alex and Molly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no problem with Star Wars Explained. You guys do a great but, job. But it's, such a pure, it's such a pure movie. It's completely plot-based. It's not story-based. Yeah. It's just about these guys. It, 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 it's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Here's point A, and they're trying to get to this point, and then they do it, and then they defeat the bad guy. And like then there's a celebration. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't get into. Yes, uh, Luke talks about his father, um, which is again like Wizard of Oz. Like there's the the, the farm boy living with his aunt and uncle. Like yep. they don't explain anything about Dorothy's parents. No, but so they just explain like Vader's. Or, or they talk about Luke's father and the Clone Wars. And all the only, the only reason to talk about his father in, in Star Wars is to make Darth Vader a scary villain. Yeah. He's like, he's. Because yeah. he, Darth it's, Vader uh, killed his dad. Yeah. Darth Vader doesn't know or give a shit about Luke from beginning to end of this film. Like, he has no, no interest in that kid. Right. Other than he's a fucking rebel who I'm going to shoot down. That is the only time he thinks about it. It's that whole Don Draper, I don't think about you at all meme. Like, it's it's yeah. that. That's Darth Vader in this film. He is just the scary bad guy, and it gives Luke some stakes. So here's here's my issue with the sequel trilogy, and I'm going to... I have I usually have nothing but good things to say about it. Uh-huh. Um, in The Force Awakens... Uh, Ray is just a scavenger who was left behind as a kid. Yep. The audience was the one that's like, well, I need to know who her parents are. But there's, you don't. There's, there's going to be a there's going to be a through line here. But... And and I feel like that's because they've all seen Empire and they wanted and they when they found out that Darth Vader was Luke's father that they felt the need that they had to know what that was. Yep. And I, I, I kind of wish it just was left. Like we had, we had the Darth Vader is your father moment when we found out that Han Solo was Kylo Ren's father, like mm-hmm. Kasdan and Abrams were trying to go back to where you didn't have to explain shit, mm. but everybody, the fans were so up in arms. Like, where does she come from? And Ryan Johnson was like, it I doesn't would. matter. It didn't yeah. matter until Lucas said that Darth Vader was the like. It didn't matter who Luke was. It doesn't matter who Han Solo was. And again, I love the movie Solo. Yep. But again, I don't need the over explanation. But the Sol- Solo did it right too, where they didn't talk I, about his dad. I love. Just... I love the books. I love. I love all the stuff that adds to this stuff. Yeah. I adore yeah. all that. I loved all the old EU. I love all the like a lot of the new canon stuff. Like I, I love all of that stuff. I love all of these films but it's not necessary it's not it's like not. you don't you don't need any of it star wars is perfect so, on its own so can i can i equate this to another franchise series that this Hit reminds me. me of um i know everybody loves the sequel they think it's the greatest of the franchise but i'm a huge fan of terminator 1 
I think okay, Terminator yep. One is a perfect movie. It's a mm. standalone movie. It has mm. a beginning, middle, and end. It has a loop. Everything since then is explaining and expanding on shit that doesn't need to be explained. Like Terminator is a perfect movie. Terminator Two was made because uh, James Cameron uh, made The Abyss, which was a huge flop. And he needed to make another movie. And that was the only deal he had was you got to make a sequel to your, to Terminator. I didn't realize um, the abyss was a flop. I don't like, is that, I don't think, no, I didn't, I don't think it made any money. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it, it definitely wasn't. I know it wasn't probably the success that yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Terminator 2, I find okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> because it just, it's just like, it's so unnecessary to the story of the first one. It doesn't expand on the story. It just is more stuff. Mm, mate, yeah. I mean, yeah, again, it's in the same way that Empire, I think, like, it it does, but it's, you could just take that first one on its own. Same with Alien and Into Aliens. Like, it's, uh, same with The Matrix. Yeah. Like, it's all of these things. Yeah. Like, all of these films that start off and they are just a singular thing, like, we're in we're such we're we're in such a, a time at the moment where things are created. There is no first movies. Because, yeah. or there's no standalone yeah. movies because things are made to be the first movie of a series. Yeah. Whereas, you know, all the way up through to probably Iron Man, like things could be a first movie and then if if they worked and if there was a good idea for a story and a sequel, like they they'd get it sometimes. But Yeah. Back to the Future, same way, beginning, middle, and end with, like, a little dangly thing at the end which was more of a throwaway, like, hey, isn't yeah. that fun? It flies now. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's it's a common complaint. It's a common complaint. It's hard. But I love all Jeremy... these sequels, but yeah. He, oh, yeah. Jeremy Kelly says Star Wars is great because it's the only movie you can watch that can stand on its own. You don't need anything else. Um, I think that's one of my issues, is the whole Disney Plus of it all. Mm. The over explanation, the the uh, I we watched the Bad Batch season three trailer yesterday, and it's oh look, there's Lama Sue and there's Ventress and there's and yeah. it's just like if you don't serve the story or is it cool that Cad Bane's there? Like, does it? What is yeah. it? I, I, like it's hey, if you've if you've watched and loved Clone Wars and you've seen yeah. Ventress through all of that and you like her as a character. That's awesome. Great. And I'm really happy. But it's season three of a show that you need to have watched seven seasons of another show to understand. Even the trailer. Like, yeah, that, that makes it season 10 of the Clone Wars. And a couple like, movies. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know if, if the Camino cloners were in the Clone Wars series. Mm, they they're in there when you're doing like the you should um, probably watch attack of the clones issues. in order to i mean absolutely you do need yeah. to watch attack of the clones like to get any of the same, clone with, wars. same with the bad batch in episode three yeah like that first episode of bad batch like centers around episode three yeah it's 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 too much um i would love standalone stories and i talk about this a lot but like michael giacchino's werewolf by night with all of this Disney Plus and all of the Marvel stuff going on, it's a wonder that story, they have agreed with it. There's a story yeah. where he was just like, no, we're not doing any of that. Yeah. And I, I kind of want that with Star Wars. And I, I, I guess it. I probably should watch Visions or read a, from a certain point of view. But 
I just want to sit down in a movie theater and be excited about something new. And I don't think Grogu and, and the Mandalorian is, is the thing I'm looking for. Um, this, this movie, I, I was like, I, I don't, I, I just want to watch this movie forever. I could watch it on a loop forever. Yeah. It's so good. And you know what I love about it? It's not flashy. No. If you look at the shots, there might be a dolly shot or two. Like there's a dolly shot in the in the uh, in the sand crawler, mm-hmm. but it's and there's maybe a dolly shot when they're holding her as dangerous. Word of this gets out it's like that, but yep. there's no steady cams. There's no whip pans. There's no zooms. It's literally static. When you need shots, to go from yeah, and then and tilt, then uh, yeah. but the editing. Yeah. When you watch the scene, and you where, get a wipe. Uh, you get a wipe to the next thing, and then it's like yeah. you get movement in those wipes. Like people like to yeah. joke about George Lucas using all of the the different wipes and stuff, but that's where you get some of that movement. Is is that's straight though. That's straight from Flash Gordon too, though. Yeah, Flash I mean, Gordon it's, it's, it's of its of its era. It's like, and that's what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, when we were watching this last night, Liz was sort of saying it's like it's it looks incredible for a movie that's nearly fifty years old. It looks so good. And yeah, we're watching it in 4K and like the the Disney Plus version of it where it's the newest version and everything that you can stream. Um, But it still looks incredible, which is a wonder because there are films that came out three years ago that look like shit. Um, And it sounds great. It looks great. And she was amazed that it's like, there's just not much dialogue like in so many of those scenes they're let they're like they let it breathe and it's it's sort of trusting an audience and it is of the time where you could have luke standing there looking out at the sunset and you know what he's thinking you understand that call to adventure that longing to be in a, a bigger universe a bigger world and everything you don't need to have him explain it you don't need no and uh, like him or an internal monologue or another character or bb8 stood there yeah. like like to him to talk at just so, to explain okay. how he feels in the moment like we yeah. get it the audience gets it and it's conveyed through emotion through luke through mark hamill's acting in his face the shot composition the music it's filmmaking does it it's not necessarily the writing or, right. I mean, it is the writing because it's the lack of writing. And that is a part of yeah. it. And I love that. So they mentioned the Clone Wars a couple of times. This is 1977. This is just after Vietnam. And you have these yeah. old guys talking about the Clone Wars. At the time, I'm sure everyone in the theater was like, oh, Clone Wars is their version of like World War II or the Korean yeah. War or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like something where like. It's past. Yeah, you don't. It's just the the, the war in the past. And so it's like the perfect storytelling. And yes, we now know what all of that is. Thanks to George Lucas and Dave Filoni with their animated series. Uh, I mean, that wasn't the idea when it started. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Like there's no way that that, what we have now is the idea. Cause that is so much informed by the times by, you know, post nine 11 war in Iraq and everything like that is what informed the prequels and then the clone wars. But, just this idea, maybe he had an idea, maybe he had no idea. And it was just a cool term. But it's that, yeah, it's that war in the past. It, it could have been yeah. the Great War, World War II. Like, it could have been whatever. Yeah. I love the editing in this movie. Um, I was watching the scene. I noticed it in the scene where um, uh, Uncle Owen is, Owen is buying the droids. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a shot to uh, Luke and C-3PO 
then it's a shot to Uncle Owen. Hey, what are you trying to push on us? Back to to Luke and uh, 3PO saying, what about that blue one? Show the blue one. Uh, cut to Uncle Owen. What about that blue one? And 3PO explaining, oh, I worked with that one before. And it's like, if you look at the editing, there's shots Snap. in there that are like two seconds, three seconds. Yeah. And one of the things you learn in the um, from Star Wars to Jedi is George Lucas talks about the sail barge. He's like, most sci-fi movies, if they build a set like this, they're just going to have these long shots of them showing off the set. Where in my movie, uh, we just do quick cuts. You see a little bit here and a little bit there. And I feel it makes like it feel real. That's what, the, that's what the new ones are doing is showing everything. And I mean, showing Lucas did that with it. the landing of the of all the ships on all the new planets in the prequels. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like he he kind of earned that. But um, well, that's it. He he did that, and then all the stuff has been following that. And yeah. like he looks back on it, and he's like, "Well, if I if I could, if I had the budget to, if I was able to do it." Back then, I probably would, and he, maybe he would have, yeah. but he didn't, and it's for the benefit. Like this movie wouldn't have been good, as good if it had the budget that he had for Episode One. Like it's, yeah, it it benefits so much from what it doesn't have in it. Yeah, but there's the simplicity of the camera. Um, it, it's it's small tilts, small pans. Yeah. Uh, uh, compositions are amazing there's that shot of vader holding up um captain antilles in the middle of the frame and you have these two big doorways on either side with flanking stormtroopers and i'm just like look at this shot shot amazing this is a this is a camera crew with a film camera setting up a camera to get footage and Mm -hmm. marcia lucas coming in and being like we'll see like four seconds of this shot yeah and it's Uh, like that four seconds leaves an impression to where you're like it goes by so fast. You're like, what? What am I? What did I not get to see in that shot? So you know? the one, the one for me, it's it's a nothing burger of a shot, really, but it sticks with me. And it's something that when I saw was watching it last night, I was like, that shot is like it takes me back to childhood. It's one of my earliest memories. Is the shot? It's in the sand crawler, and it's when you first cut over to the gonk droid, and you've it's kind of got like a road in front of him. It's how my my child brain always sort of uh-huh. thought of it. He's got the like this clean bit and obviously it's so that they can actually run the droids over the top of it but he's kind of got this thing and then he he steps out and it's almost like he's looking before he crosses the road and it's it's again that's the same sort of thing it's it's such right. a simple thing with just junk everywhere so but the way it's right you know what you're focusing on you know what the important bit of it is here's what lucas did and this is this should be this is this kind of I just figured this out and it made me very excited. When you go to the cantina, and same with the sand crawler, is mm-hmm. you see a shot of that smiley droid, a shot of like the Death Star uh, droid, and this yeah. you know you just see shots. Quick when you get the cantina, you get a pan of the whole cantina. You get a shot of this alien, a shot of this alien. It's leaving impressions in your brain. It's going, hey, look at these masks. It's literally but, just showing off masks, but, but it's, it's, so, but it's so good. It's basically photographs. It's in yeah. printing photographs into your into your retinas, and it goes away before you're able to fully process what you saw. And that and makes that's why crazy. those aliens, those Cantina aliens, are more memorable than any other aliens in Star Wars, and they right. always will be because they are right. probably everyone's first look at Star Wars aliens. 
Now, and but it's, now it's, cut to yes. cut to Maz's castle. Yeah, which is which is J.J. Abrams' version of the cantina, and he does a tracking shot through it, and you're following. But when you're following, your eye gets to decide what to look at. It's not leaving mm-hmm. impressions on your brain, and so you do the tracking shot, and you see what you want to see, and you get to focus on what you want to focus. Mm. It's 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 JJ allowing the viewer to be immersed in this place as opposed to George Lucas saying, I'm going to give you an idea of what this place is, but it's going to go by so fast that your brain is going to fill in the gaps on what corners you didn't see, as opposed to seeing the whole thing in one shot. I would much rather have George Lucas's version than JJ's, even though JJ's fine. I like JJ Abram. Um, I want him in my movie. Uh, I've called his office and left messages on his entry machine. Uh, JJ, we've talked about Rise of Skywalker. Go back, watch the tapes. Um, We like uh, your Star Wars. But there's something different about you don't fair, know. I think corner... JJ would probably say he likes George more than JJ as well. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's going to be a much... I don't think he's going to be annoyed by that statement. <laughs> but George is showing us little corners of this place, but we're not sure he's showing us everything. So yeah. our brain, our imagination goes crazy. What else is JJ yeah. shows us the exact layout of the entire Maz's castle. So there's nothing left to the imagination. You get to see everything. So in that respect, it's, a, it's one of the budgetary. incredible cross sections books more than. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if steady cams were really prevalent back in 77. I think they, I think like, I want to say something like Halloween or like, I know they used it in stripes, like steady cam became like mm. a thing. Um, so there are the limitations and that might be why George Lucas did it that way. But also he probably had, we know he did reshoots on the cantina. So he probably had one little corner set where he put in different aliens to shoot at different angles in that one little set. One but, alcove, um, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it made it great and made it yeah. like people, you watch people talk about the cantina scene, um, Mostly, I like I like. We heard about the Richard Pryor sketch on the Richard Pryor show with the Cantina. How like that was a big deal back then. Um, uh, uh, Bill Murray on Saturday Night Live singing the Star Wars lounge song and talking about the Cantina and all the crazy creatures, and they're like, it left an impression on people. It's always the um, one that's parodied first. Is is that scene? Yeah, from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, it, it, I I loved watching it this time around. I was just watching the background, like and not not when we cut to them and we get their oneers, but like yeah. watching all those guys and sort of spotting that layout, figuring out that layout or where they all sort of were in the cantina. Oh, like so, so, looking for the Ithorian, yeah. looking for um like the like everyone else in there, Trandoshan. looking for the the. The the Trandoshan, the the Deveronian, the like and the, yeah. Um, yeah, the Duros guys. I love those pilots, and they're just having an argument in the corner. Like, yeah. what are they negotiating? It's brilliant. Yeah. They're there. So, like, the Tonica sisters thing. are obviously like one that everyone sees, but because they're human. But it's watching the the acting that's done by all the others. Yeah, I don't so think I'd ever I have, noticed I that to... um, Snaggletooth was between Doctor Everzan and Panda Baba before. Like until yeah. this time round, I didn't realize that he was between the two of them getting his drink. Yeah, one of the things that I I, I um, lost my train of thought. Um, 
shit. What was it? Uh, oh, so George Lucas just gives us like he gives us one establishing shot of Luke's point of view looking at this crazy place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet you like if you were to draw the layout of the cantina and I were to draw the layout of the cantina, it would be completely different. I don't think there's a really you can't really get a good sense of the geography in there because like when it cuts to the Tonica sisters, it looks like a completely almost different room. It doesn't look like they're the same bar as everybody mm. else. Like the lighting's different. Um, but when I saw the cantina in the Mandalorian, it did not look like the same place. And I'm sure they had some sort of schematics, but it just didn't look right to me. And so I- for me, I think I, I I couldn't do it raw because my memory is so skewed now. It's so sort of influenced by incredible cross sections books toys um seeing behind the scenes stuff of the the sort of the layout of it like i i i can see i know the top down layout of that cantina so much and that's why in mandalorian when we're in there it it is that it is the same as that but that's only skewed from what i've like seen and read and looked at outside of the film itself uh but i completely understand like I I was always like, well, where did where did Luke and Obi Wan hide? Where did they where did they run off to when the stormtroopers were coming in? Because yeah. the doors behind them, like, how do they get yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, they must have cleared through the back. I think it's the radio drama that says they slipped out the back, <laughs> snuck out the back. Yeah, yeah, I think like, it does. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to bring up some other stuff about uh, this movie versus Mandalorian, but before Great. we do that, we're already twenty six minutes in, and we haven't said hi to everybody. So I want to say That's hi how to Star Wars is because it's been a long, it's been a long time since it we've has. talked to you. Uh, long time. Um, Stevie's here. Jeremy's here. Here, unfortunately, his kid is sick, but it allowed him oh. to be live for the show. Oh, hope your kid gets hope well he gets, soon. Yeah, I hope he gets better soon. Um, my sister's here. Everybody's giving well wishes to to Jeremy's son. Um, Johnny was here. He's going to watch later. Uh, Scott D. Um, I wanted to, we we need to talk about the trash compactor, Scott, um, in a little bit because that's what Stevie had some questions about. And okay. James might be able to help us, but I might be able to. I came up with an idea why I think I could help Stevie out with that. Okay. Cool. Um, who else we got? Is that a, oh Allison's here. Uh, Alice is very excited that we're talking about Star Wars. She um, on my Discord channel. If you're on my Discord, if you're on my Patreon, um, uh, you'll get access to my Discord channel. Here's the thing, guys. I don't know if anybody knows this, but like people on my Discord get the inside scoop on the movie I'm doing. <laughs> like fucking like everybody's been terrific and hasn't like leaked any of the stuff I've said, but. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, it's a, it's a fun place to hang out. Uh, Ian's I'm here. not there often, but I do pop in every now and then. And yes, it is a very fun place to hang out. <laughs> so one thing that I noticed in this movie that, um, I think is done way better than the Mandalorian because I was watching this and you, if you follow Just me fun. on blue sky, which you should at, well, I guess Ralph D. Oppel, but you could also follow me at Casino Skunk. Um, I mentioned that the, the cockpit shots, in this yeah. movie are the best cockpit shots of all the star Wars is it's, it's my, my watching it was my high water mark. Uh, my low water mark is the episode with uh, trapper trapper wolf. It, it, when they do the prison escape uh, episode. Oh yeah. 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 It, it just mm-hmm. looks like those look like uh, rebel assault uh, footage. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just 
doesn't look right. It's there's something weird. about it's something about the like I don't get it because the template was there from the start. Yeah, uh, you had it. Really dark cockpits, which they should be really dark. Maybe the instruments light up. Empire has mm-hmm. good, like the original truly has good cockpit stuff. I love the uh, Seven Jedi. Yeah, but how fast the light, the shadows of the cockpit canopy flies across the pilot's face in this, and every direction. Yeah, it it's so good. It's shot so well. Mm-hmm. It really like the you darkness. never you never question it, and it's um, again and like a forty five year old movie. Like it's it's nuts that. It's it just captivates it grabs you and it, you know exactly what they're doing with it all the time. Yeah, and again, it's a fairly nice static shot. You can yeah. tell they're on a gim. You could tell they're shaking the cockpit, but just seeing the shadow sweep across Luke's face from from the um, the cockpit bar support things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they may not match up with the footage. I don't think it matches up with the footage, but just seeing the shadows go by so fast, that's where you get your movement from. You don't get movement from the camera, but you get movement from the shadows. Like, you know, it's moving. Um, The, 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 the sequel trilogy ones, I don't think look great. I think Gareth Edwards did a good job with the cockpit stuff. Um, Yeah. But again, because his movie was set so close, I feel like there was that. And because they were using the footage from this so much. Yeah. And it's, it's like, Okay, they have to match up. They have to be as close as they possibly can. Um, but we, I mean, even then, like we get some a bit more dynamic movement and stuff in the the Rogue One cockpit. It's it's the X wing yeah. cockpits are they match Star Wars? The X wings and the Y wings match Star Wars, um, yeah. and that's that's sort of where you need it to in that film. I feel like even the Episode One cockpits aren't as good as this. Um, what with the Naboo, well, I guess the Naboo has the the big bubbles, so there's no oh. shadows to go across. Those are okay, but there. But I just feel like, and I think JJ did a good job using them, like doing like, like GoPros. Yeah, that kind of that kind of that kind of worked okay. But even they they felt I don't know they felt maybe a bit too close sometimes. Like I didn't get a sense of what that new X wing felt like in that yeah. cockpit. I don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. But nothing beats these. Nothing beats no. these. Um, two weeks ago, we talked about Wedge Nonstop. Uh, I very much enjoyed Wedge in, Wedge in this one. Yeah. Um, Did you spot him at the end when Luke's getting out of his cockpit with his big hair? No, I didn't. Oh, he's there. He's there. Like, he comes Like he comes running up as well. Um, sort of from the nose of Luke's X-Wing. He's there all smiling and everything. And his... Yeah, he's got noticed. he's got big old hair, and it's that's the Dennis Lawson shot, like more than yeah, obviously fake wedge, fake um, wedge, fake wedge. Yeah. Who okay, watching watching this, there was never like Liz knows my love of wedge Antilles, and she there was never a question in her mind that that kid sat next to Luke was wedge. It was just there's that guy, and then I never thought it was no, um, yeah. and then it was when when they're in the 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 red five calling it like uh, uh, uh and it's when it gets the red two she was like is that and i was like yeah that's wedge okay. um so the story goes that that dennis lawson adr that guy's voice is that the deal i don't know we'd need to go I, back and listen I, to I, season I believe, one of star wars minute or something like they, i they believe that's it. the case that pilot that's sitting next to luke dennis lawson ended up doing the adr for that guy because okay. he might have been on set 
or in the recording studio. Um, if you read a further point of view, I believe there's a story about that fake wedge. Yep. And yes. he was a pilot that was grounded and was going to impersonate wedge to get on a ship. Right. Um, That's yes. God, it's been, a, it's been a few years since I read that first from a certain point of view, but yeah, that sounds so right. He, he was able to imitate wedges voice was the story. <laughs> And I'm assuming once he got in a ship, that's all he needed to be identified. If he's sitting in Wedge's cockpit and they hear his voice, they don't know. Um, That's the story and from a certain point of view. Um, I'm sure there's another story in a certain point of view. Stevie had questions about the Dianoga. Yes, that's the one that I was going to Okay, so here's what she was saying. She's like, hey, how how did it get in there? Um, and and how does it not get crushed? And I said, okay, well, listen. And the the sound of the garbage compactor, the garbage masher firing up, makes a sound. And then Luke is released and says, I don't know. He just took off because it's so used to knowing that the garbage masher. That sound it, it yeah. then just sort of scurries off down, probably a pipe or whatever, because that all right. that liquid's going somewhere as well. Like there is a drain in there. Yeah. And then we were wondering how it got in there. I think it's in a certain point of view, but she had the idea that uh, it was a pet of a stormtrooper like that, that got too big, and yeah. the stormtrooper dumped it, it into into the trash, and that's where yeah. it lived. Uh, I had a theory that it's like a septic tank, and septic tanks are filled with uh, bacteria that eat like nasty waste. And I'm mm. like, a Death Star that size, they can compact the trash and metal and those things in the cubes and either recycle them or do whatever they need to do. But they have the bacteria or the Dianoga in there to take care of the organic stuff. It just goes nom, 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 nom. And yeah, yeah. it's all the rest of that. Yeah. I, I can't remember specifically. And when I was watching it, I was trying to remember exactly what that story was, but I was getting it mixed up with the, um, the Sarlacc story from the return of the Jedi, uh, from a certain point of view, which is, I believe it's a similar sort of story, but that one's fascinating because what a tragic character the the uh, Sarlacc is in in that one. Like he's, you see from his or its point of view, uh, Tatooine when it's all lush and green, and he chooses that planet because it's beautiful and wants to spend its time there. But then goes to sleep for a few thousand years, wakes up and it's a fucking desert and there's nothing going on. <laughs> And then he just wants to make right. friends. All of the time that he's, he's quote unquote eating people, he just wants to make friends. He just wants people to yeah. talk to. Yeah. Hates Boba Fett. Hates Boba Fett so much because Boba Fett just like yeah. starts burning it. Yeah. Boba Fett's a real piece of shit. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, Obi-Wan's a racist though. Calling them Sam people. Luke too. I mean... I was just assuming that's what their name was at the time. I mean, we, we all were. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, I'm pretty sure it says that. Does it say in the, I can, I can grab, I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what they called it in the Kenner. Pretty sure it was Sam people. But you can only fit one in. So did it say Sam person? Uh, ooh. I'm going to say. Hmm. Oh, it does say sand people, but also there's a trademark. Yeah, yeah, people. Not for sense. So does, so does Power Droid also trademark? All these are trademarked. Wow. Um, it, yeah, even Rebel Snow Soldier. Uh, I mean, we're only I'm a few gonna, years away before... Is it 50 years or 100 years? Is it 100 years before... Stormtroopers trademarked. That doesn't seem right. 
No, because there's a brand over here. I don't know if you guys have it over there called Original Stormtrooper. And I was looking into it because someone got me something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Something. Oh, it was a jigsaw puzzle. It was an original Stormtrooper jigsaw puzzle. Nowhere on any of their stuff. They like they sell beer. They sell shaving cream. They sell all sorts of shit. Um, and nowhere ever does it say Star Wars on it. And I'm like, how do they get away with this? Because it's just Stormtrooper helmets and suits. And I was reading on the back of this jigsaw. And it was... Um, uh, taken from the casts made for the first episode that's what they say they don't say of star wars or of that movie it's of the first episode um and it's it's one of the guys who worked uh um elstree not elstree um yeah elstree yeah yeah um yeah worked at elstree who was in the the factory basically in the craft shop making this stuff uh i guess has some claim to the rights and his family have just made it and now there's just stormtrooper merch out that isn't star wars related that's crazy yeah it's wild but there's loads again i bet it's the sort of thing that it's it's a loophole so it's maybe only sold in the uk or something like yeah i was gonna say like that's probably a u.s trademark also stormtrooper is just like it's a phrase i don't think that yeah it's been like yeah Allison says, Sam people is colloquial. Uh, let's talk about Warris, man. <laughs> or Hammerhead or any of the other things that were right. named by toys. Kenna named, yeah. Kenna's responsible for a lot of this. Um, Obi-Wan is also a fucking liar. Like, if you want to, like, take all the stuff that's come out since, which, again, watching this with Liz, her first time since watching uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and all of these things, and and Obi-Wan, when, um, and Ahsoka, sorry, where we see some more of Anakin, when he says, uh, Vader betrayed and murdered your father, she's like, oh, like, as if, like, that's just a bold-faced lie that you're telling this kid. Well, that's not cool. Well, you're that's the one here. thing, that's one of the things that the Obi-Wan series did. Remember when, uh, uh, the the battle with the rocks. Darth Vader yeah. says, "He says you him. didn't give him the satisfaction. I killed him. You didn't get yeah. to kill Anakin. I did Anakin. it. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense in that scene. It does. It, it and it. it, it I know people will see that scene and just be like, oh, he's. It's just to explain why he. The moment before that is a dude grieving, and that is how he's coping with his grief. But also when when Luke, this is the first time he's talked to Luke, Luke since he was a kid. Um, you know, we we knew that from Star Wars. Like, oh, he knew old Ben. He'd Kenobi. been around, like he'd been, yeah, yeah, he'd been this figure, but someone that yeah. he'd probably maybe they'd seen him in Anchor Head and yeah. Ben had, um, Owen had sort of like, no, like, oh, don't talk, don't talk to that guy. Don't talk to him. He's a crazy old wizard. Like, yeah, it's the old man from Home Alone. Like, yes, exactly. There's been yeah, a yeah, thing yeah. built up. You know about the old man. You've seen the old man from Home Alone, but you don't really know his story. Yeah. But now Luke, he's conf- he's confronted with Luke. Uh, uh, Leia was just dumped into his lap. Luke is now yeah. dumped into his lap, and Luke asks, "What happened to my father?" And Alec Guinness, I don't know how he if he was directed this so way, good. takes a pause, takes a big deep gulp. And then says this. I'm, I'm going to say something it right might now. Be him, it might be him sort of letting go of the fact that Vader isn't my fault. Yeah. 
which he got to by the end of the series. I feel like that was the point of that yeah. series is, is, and that fight. And that's why he walked away. People complained that why didn't he finish the job? Why didn't you just kill him that time around? It's like, he's, he's washing his hands of it. He's, he's getting over it. It's, it's a story and, of grief. And what works also is he's weak in the force. Like the force in the Obi-Wan series is essentially Obi-Wan's ED um he can't get it up uh and so when he shows up to the death star in this and this is all retroactive stuff like but it helps kind of tell the story um when tarkin and vader are talking about obi-wan his obi-wan's here and he's dead by now he's like and he's strong with the force like he's brought the force with him meaning he got over whatever he needed to get over yeah and there's a lot of force with him. Also, could that force that he brought be Luke? And he's just his Vader's mind's clouded. Yeah, he's he's feeling it. I mean, that's why at the end he's yeah. like the force is strong with this one. It's like it's almost like he brought the force with him, and it didn't leave when I killed him. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Why is it still kicking around? Um, yeah. I I love that read of it. I I like those shows. I like them fully anyway, but I really (laughs) like them for what they do for this because, all right, I I read loads of the old EU in the 90s and everything like that, 90s and 2000s, and they were great. And I feel like audience have got so hung up on the stuff that was in that and the way that they have perceived it, the things that they have written for themselves, they've fan written this stuff. And so when these new shows come out, they're like, oh, it's, it's trash. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up with this, or it doesn't line up with this, or they're just trying to retcon this. And it's like, they never, no one ever claims to not know what a Jedi is. Mm-hmm. Luke, when it was like, I was a Jedi knight, the same as your father. And Luke is like, he doesn't know what the Force is, but yeah. it's not like he's a, a Jedi. What's a Jedi? Yeah. He might have heard tales about Jedi. So when everyone is like, why does everyone know who the Jedi are? Why it's only been 20 years. Why? Like yeah. they haven't forgotten about the Jedi, but the Jedi yeah. still exist. They just have been wiped out. Um, all the, the guys around the conference table, it's like your sorcerer's ways. Like it's, it's your old religion, that old religion that got wiped out. Remember you helped wipe it out. Yeah. They've been around. They were probably young officers of the Republic at the time. Yeah. Like, and now they've risen up through the ranks. Like Tarkin, like Tarkin's the guy who prosecuted Ahsoka for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, it's they all were there during the Clone Wars. They all remember it, but they also know that it's done. The Jedi have been wiped out, and the Inquisitorius, in their minds, are still out there wiping out any Force users. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's no problem. There's no conflict that people seem to have built up because in those books. They were being written from a point of view where the Clone Wars was longer ago. The Jedi were a myth and not known about. So yeah. characters were coming in. A Jedi? What's a Jedi? Like, And it was stories that were written around then. It's like, that's that's not how this film ever played it. Yeah. The way the, way the lines... Every line with like Vader and Obi-Wan um, in the different scenes, yeah. like Tarkin or with Luke or whatever... Yeah. Um, like has new meaning, and I think that's what you know. Make those stories good. Make those other ones good because yeah. you can tell. You can tell that they're really looking into 
every detail when they make the the obi-wan show or and like that's what the that's what the story group is doing like they are going deep on those scenes the scenes that specifically reference this stuff and going right everything that we write has to be able to line up with it forget everything else if it's but it's if it's in these movies it can line up with the stuff that we write it changes the meaning to lines that we've known for 46 years. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, a Mandela effect it, that people have of what those lines mean, yeah. but yeah. they don't mean that now. If you want to include all this new stuff, they don't mean that now. And that's kind of fun because for me, I'm like, yeah, yeah I get to discover these scenes again as if they're fresh and brand yeah. new. If I watch this with the mindset that I'm watching it after watching Obi-Wan and it's just chronological order, then it's cool. It's exciting because you're like, oh shit why is he lying to luke about that like why why is he saying this why is he saying it like that i'm like oh maybe okay and all right luke doesn't know about the force but he he might have heard about jedi and things like that so yeah yeah it's fascinating yeah it's fun so i mean people who bitch and complain about whatever they bitch and complain about with the the disney plus series and again i'm kind of tired of them and the over explanation but at least i know that they're focused enough and they're they're playing paying close enough attention to where it works it makes yeah. sense i mean um, the the hope at the moment is that the next couple of shows at the very least uh we don't have to worry about any of that because they'll be in such different time frames and locations and things like that they just won't come up it, they can just yeah. write original stories which is that's the dream right there i have high hopes for skeleton crew being just a star wars thing you can watch without having to watch any other star wars thing yeah me too and uh acolyte similar like you might need to know what a jedi is you might need to know what a sith is but outside of that i just just tell me a story tell me a fun story and people that have seen early stuff of it like there is some early buzz and all right you can take that or leave it but the 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 very very early buzz from the select few that have been able to see stuff is that it's cool and it's really good and that's exciting yeah so we'll see we'll see when we get it um I do have something to bitch about, and I think oh. I brought it up when we talked about Rogue One, and it's it's not a bitch about this. It's a bitch about Rogue One, and it's the same thing that I've had since I saw it in theaters for the first time. It's I I don't mind the Tarkin body double or the the face stuff in Rogue One. I I like that Tarkin's in that story. I think it it fits and it makes sense. I think it's performed really well. The, the guy who was on set and then the digital effects and stuff like that talked to me in another five years and it'll probably look like shit. But at the moment, I can still buy it. It's not as good as it would be if they did it today, but it looks fine. Um, should it exist? Probably not. I don't know how I feel about it morally, but I like it in a story yeah. thing. He's too fucking tall in Rogue One. <laughs> and it really bugs me and I don't know why. So... I think the reason he's that tall is because Peter Cushing was quite a tall guy, as far as I'm aware. But you watch him in this, or they want it like against Vader, like he, he, whatever. You watch him in this, and like Motti and a couple of the other guys are, they've got some inches over Tarkin. Tarkin doesn't look big and tall and imposing like that. Yeah. He's, he's imposing because he's a. They had to have found someone the same height, though. And it was just the way Gareth Edwards shot him. It must have just been, they. There's no way they're going to hire someone way taller. I don't know. I mean, and and, and even up. if they did, they they could have shrunk him down. Like they could have just. I don't know. They could have done something with it. I think is it just that um, uh, Ben Mendelsohn is really short. 
is Peter is Ben Mendelsohn? Okay. Peter Cushing six zero. Um, I'm gonna look up the body double. Yeah. I don't know how. Let me see how tall Ben Mendelsohn. Because it could just be that most of the time we see him, he's next to Ben Mendelsohn. He's five eleven. There you go. So not not that much different. So an inch taller, uh, Peter Cushing. Uh, um, let me look up uh, Peter Cushing body double row one. Um, da, 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 da. who's the body double? Yeah, that's the problem. Let me see. Let me see. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's such a little thing. It is such a, a minarchy little detail that if I saw people complaining about it online, I'd be like, I'll oh, shut the fuck up and enjoy the film. Like it's nothing, but it, <laughs> okay. it just bugs me. Okay. So Guy Henry is six four, so he's four All inches right. taller than Peter Cushing. But it could have been, it couldn't have been, it could have should have been shot maybe differently. Yeah, uh, I think so. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. If, if yeah. that's the biggest complaint that I have about Rogue One, then that's there's a pretty four, good yeah, sign that Rogue One rules. There's a four inch problem. You're, I mean, you're, if, you're, and then you put him like against Mendelssohn, who is a little bit shorter and everything. It's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. Um. um yeah i don't know i don't know it, it, it it's this weird thing where i where i'm like man rogue one and or rogue one uh definitely adds to this story obi-wan yeah. adds to this story and or adds to the rogue one story and uh but i'm still like i can just go with just star wars yeah just this movie yeah um I think uh, the, the stuff that we haven't mentioned in Obi-Wan that really adds to this is the Leia of it all. Like, yeah. the fact that that message, like, they sent Leia to deliver this message, and that goes back to Rogue One as well, where you see Bail Organa sort of saying, like, I, I would trust her with my life, and of course he's going to send Leia because they've got this connection. He knows, yeah. He's Obi-Wan is never, ever, ever going to, de- like, refuse that call. Like, whether Luke yes. comes into his life or not, if Leia manages to land and deliver the message in person, Obi-Wan is gone. Obi-Wan is on that mission. Um, and Luke's left on the farm. But, like, it's... it's He's never turning that down. He doesn't need Luke to get involved in this adventure at this point. It's just right. really interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. Leia that gets him involved. If Luke had gone home and Owen and Baru had been alive and Luke had decided to stay... Obi-Wan's still going with the droids. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's it's a fun thing. And again, there's no contradiction there because there's no... That's the best part. It's, it's, it, it really makes you go... Obi-Wan's cleverly written. It's very cleverly written. Uh, yeah, I really like that show. I think there's a lot of good... So I might revisit it. In fact, I mean, it might be a little premature, but I think I'm ready for my uh, what our next pick is going to be. I mean, hit me. I think that's a good time. I haven't, I don't know the name of it, but I haven't watched the making of the Disney gallery making of the Obi-Wan series. I think I did. I can't remember. We haven't we, covered it though. Have we? No, we definitely haven't covered it. Ooh, let's do I it. haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. So I, I would like to revisit Obi-Wan, which is funny. Cause this is the second time we've covered star Wars. Uh, the yeah. last time we covered star Wars, it was a, the week after Obi-Wan finished. Um, mm. And that was more Obi-Wan centric. So I'm sure we talked about this stuff. On Almost that episode certainly. as well. Yeah, I can't even remember if but, we had covered it or not. 
but there's um I mentioned this earlier and I I I'm I don't want to not mention it. Um, there's something I noticed that I've never noticed before in this movie. Uh, when the Y wings um are starting to make their attack on the on the trench, mm-hmm. um, there's the shot. It's a side shot of the three Y wings. Uh, it's it's like a, a, a silhouette of the Y wings coming down. There's three of there's three of them and they're coming down into frame like this. The one that's on the far left completely disappears before it exits frame. Mm, interesting. It's like it's like one frame Bugs before out. it cuts away. It just is gone. A um, couple um, of things that I noticed with the dogfight is, uh, or the the end, like the Battle of Yavin, is uh, I'd never heard the the voice over the Tannoy saying uh, "Gold Squadron, begin your takeoff procedures" or something like that. I really liked just hearing that over. It's similar to the yeah. in Rogue One where you get the General Sandula, please report to the briefing room. Um, right. It's it's similar to that. I'm just like, ah, cool. It's a little shout out. And you know that the the Y-Wings are getting off first because they're fun. All, um, all the Liz, shots. Liz remembered, all... Liz remembered that the Y-Wings that they're using there are the same Y-Wings that the Ghost Crew steal in Season 2 or 3 of Rebels. Right. Um, like that's why those Y wings exist there. The uh, the shots of like the guy at the light board at the map doing the little light thing with the droids in the background, like those and, mustaches, and, then the, and the guys over the controls with the uh, mm. with being lit up by the computer screens with the green, the so such an iconic green. It's it's, uh, it's all like straight up like shots you'd see in THX. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 and they're like, "Oh, this is the direct. This is the director of THX." Like those moments where it's just you hear radio chatter and people looking at monitors is so THX. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes it's me not, happy. you're never going to like figure out exactly what they're doing. It's just like lines, yeah. and it's but it's it, they did it the same thing like with the Nazis in like I think about the scene in the castle in La, Last Crusade. Same sort of thing. It's like a map room. It's a briefing room. It's it's just people working. It's they're doing their job, and yeah. it adds so much like texture to those scenes. It's, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, this movie is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There might be some nitpicky stuff, like depending on which version you're watching. I watched the more clunky version because yep. I love my drive is yeah uh it, it it sticks out like a sore thumb because it really does. i watched this movie a certain way for you know for like uh 20 years and then a different way Still for me. another 20 years and then yeah. now this is the newest way is it says mcclunky and i i've got still took used... me by surprise <laughs> yeah yeah and, but i mean as far as it goes like it, it's just such a little perfect movie yeah um it's my favorite it's, that, that's movie it. It's, it is a it is a little movie it is yeah it is a little movie yeah. yeah someone on blue sky was saying something to the effect that they're hoping to get some director that did some small movie this year i don't remember who uh, i remember who said it but um they're like oh i wonder if they could they would be good for a, a star wars if they could deal with like the big budget like star wars grandiose thing it doesn't need to be make, make that movie it's yeah. Star Wars. I'd like um, to see Gareth Edwards do one of his smaller movies, like, like come back, like do you did you did Rogue One, that was great, but like come back and do like monsters in Star you Wars. See the creator. I liked it a lot. We talked about I really it, I like the creator. Yeah, we we might have done a data link on it, but yeah, I fucking loved it. Like I yeah. I get why people 
didn't like it but i've had so many people sort of saying they had high expectations of this like grand thing i'm like they met it met my expectations perfectly because i'm not expecting like a groundbreaking plot or anything like that but it's one of the best looking films i saw all of last year it was an 80 million dollar budget yeah and it looked better than fucking anything stuff that's come out like and also it's an original ip it's not some like like you gotta you guys you gotta realize like it reminded me most of monsters of all of his films like uh, just because of the it felt like monsters but with a bigger budget like monsters was made on nothing like it but it felt like that same sort of thing um, shooting in real places and then real places quite CG exotic. skin on top like, of it to yeah, expand yeah, yeah. The, a bit of a road movie as well like yeah yeah and it just yeah i loved him, it like lucasfilm just give him like you give him 80 million you're gonna get a cinematic star wars movie that looks amazing i've uh, he's one of those directors and he's not made many films yet but i've loved every one of them and they've all, they've all been similar enough, but they've all, they've all been very like people. Personal so funny stories, because but, monsters, yeah. super low budget, got him yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla got him Rogue One, and then he's just like, all right, I'm gonna go do my own thing. Yeah, but took his yeah. time with it. I like, I feel like because of the Rogue One stuff and because of the quote unquote controversy there, it's. I don't know if he was necessarily sat in like director's jail for a while, but. I think people were probably asking questions about what was going on there. Like they probably wanted a a deeper explanation than that we got in like random reports. But I mean, even when he was doing press for the creator, he talked about it and talked about it very openly about like how it all played out. Um, Yeah. I've, uh, I I talked to him, I talked to him post rogue one and he, It's so hard feelings it's really, there. Like it's tiring. Uh, yeah. He was he was he was happy to talk about it with me, and he'd still love talking about this movie, Star Wars. Um, yeah. So there's no there's no animosity. There's no hard feelings. There's no, he still loves Star Wars, and uh, and uh, yeah, give him some. Just I mean, what is Lucasfilm? If Lucasfilm were to make, I, I guarantee you, any Star Wars show that they've produce costs more than 80 million i would have thought i yeah. guarantee yeah. you even like yeah. book of boba fett which had a shorter season mm-hmm. or obi-wan which had a shorter season i guarantee you that was more a lot than... of that's going a lot of that budget's going to uh, ewan i would have thought <laughs> but yeah but he's probably a producer so he probably gets something yeah. on the back end yeah but like like just let him go let him go do his thing um if he wants to if, if he, he wants, wants to. to that's it he has he's done it he's played in that now like he he might not be someone who wants to come back like unlike ryan who ryan's got an idea that he wants to do but it's it's if 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 he's done if he's if he's sort of scratched that itch great i'm happy for it so so the obi-wan kenobi series which was what six episodes yeah yeah was short was 90 million to make Uh, the mandalorian budget is four times of that fucking hell why where does it go like (laughs) Listen, give Gareth 80 million to do whatever he wants. Don't meddle. Just release it in theaters. You're going to make that back opening weekend at least. And then that's it. Put it on Disney Plus. It costs the same amount as your show. And you're getting people on the streamers and you're getting people in theaters. Like, yeah. 
80 million to them is nothing. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make that's, it a that's one of their, their, their like down. quick drops that like, yeah, cool, we'll just put this straight on streaming. Like, it's nothing. I want to I wanna go to a theater. I want to sit down and I want to be surprised by Star Wars the same way I was surprised by the creator. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Imagine that. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 one day, maybe. Hopefully. One day. We'll but Gareth is the one. Let him go. Let him do his thing. You know, he, he was confined to a specific story, even though he loves loves Star Wars. Mm. And he got to do something set in 1977 uh, Star Wars universe. I'm, I guarantee you he'd probably love to just do I was I was about whatever. to ask, like, if you could, like, give him any IP, like, to play with and to do a version of. And then I was like, I don't. I don't have an he's answer. I don't want. I, yeah, he's done it, and I don't. I don't so, want him to do another IP. I'd like to do. I'd like his to to do original stuff, unless he wants. So to do as far Star as Wars. but but here's the thing. So as far as stuff that I like, um, he's done Star Wars. He's done Godzilla. So do you want I to do would, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, and James Bond. Like let him. Well, James Bond. I think his pacing wouldn't be lend itself to a James Bond movie. Not a Green Lantern. I don't know, man. With what he did with the creator and what I see like DC doing where it's just all CG, like let's get Green Lantern on some planets that just happen to look like Hawaii or Cambodia or wherever he shot stuff. Like make it look real, but I don't know, man. Those those Monsterverse movies, like you look at Skull Island and and Godzilla and like they go and shoot in real places and the Godzilla vs. Kong looks like a lot of CG green screen stuff, but I just want... Would you, uh, would you be alright with Scoot love... McNary as um, uh, Hal Jordan? No. Hal. He's too old. No? No. Okay. But what if it's what if <laughs> no. it's what if it's a Hal Jordan that also has a Kyle Rayner like in the film? Um, the, the problem with that is is Kyle Rayner became the Green Lantern because uh, uh, Hal Jordan Hal was gone. Was gone. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't make sense. But okay. um, did I keep hearing? I heard uh, rumors. A that uh, Damon Lindelof's working on the Green Lantern series, which is great. But then I heard rumors I think, that Patrick. I think you told me that rumor. I think you you perpetuated that rumor. Uh, uh but oh. Patrick Schwarzenegger may be playing Hal, and I don't. Okay. Apparently he's not seen I haven't yet. seen anything. Yeah. He's going to be in the next White Lotus, I guess. Yeah, I saw show. I saw the news of that, and I, I think he was in something else recently. Looks, that someone liked. He looks like a Hal Jordan, so I don't know, man. Okay. Like, just, just um, what's his name? Who is? Uh, I just saw a trailer with him in. He was um, what's his name in Top Gun Maverick? He's in loads of stuff. He's like the all American guy. At the Miles moment. Teller. No, uh, he was the 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 dickhead who came around in um right yeah 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 he was just in a, like a romantic comedy or something yeah he's been in a few things yeah. oh, what's his name he's in loads of stuff he's fine he's he's fine i think he'd be a good how jordan yeah he you just kind of need to be i mean essentially <laughs> ryan reynolds was great casting um it's just the movie was not great uh but you need that sort of confident cocky I, that's why i'm that's why i'm thinking of yeah. him he's got that i think yeah. uh oh, man what is his name i don't know i have no i have no idea I'm going to pull it up. No idea. I like how everybody tuned out after the cantina talk. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, Not we're, really. fine. we're having fun. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just want to see more Gareth Edwards stuff. And listen, if he's going to go out and just start making... Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. 
Yeah. Glenn Powell. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, when your when your second movie is Godzilla and your third movie is Star Wars, like, you're you've done it. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Go 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 make more movies like the creator because I thought he was in director's jail and when I saw the trailer for creator I'm like I'm there 100 percent yeah we I'm, talked I'm, about it it was I like that was it. yeah absolutely and we I, I think want we Gareth both on the show movie. I want Gareth on the great. show um uh, a friend of the show uh is in contact with Gareth uh for something they're doing and uh I would I'm going to try to um needle that person because I don't know like. We don't need to talk I'll about Rogue One. We can talk about anything. Like any, I just want to. The dude is so cool. I think he's so he'd be nice. Just, yeah. So I got I got a Creator on iTunes, and there's uh, like a an hour long documentary about the making of Creator. Um, uh, watch it. Cool. Watch it if you can. If you can it find out, yeah. it somewhere, watch it. Um, Stevie says she always jokes around that Gareth is uh, Ralph Sulmate. Listen, dude, like the dude. Was I spent one I mean, night? With two, like I spent like one party of, with two him. Two out of four, yeah. And uh, and uh, just listening to him talk, and I, the way I I started talking to him at the party was, um, I said, Gareth, I, I told this or I told this before, yeah. where he's on the Star Wars show on YouTube, and he says he quotes one line from Star Wars, and it's holding her as dangerous that the word if this gets out, it can generate sympathy with the rebellion in the Senate, which is a line I quote for some reason because the ADR is so weird on that line. Holding her is dangerous. It's like the way it's the way they're voice. walking and talking. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a walk and talk line. Yeah, right. Uh, so anyway, like that's 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 where I like totally was like, okay, this dude's rad. This dude's yeah. rad, and I can't wait to see Star Wars. And I did, and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, if we could get if we could get him on, that'd be terrific. You know what'd be funny? Like if we got him and Michael on, because I had a big old long conversation with uh, Jacino about um, the creator. And, and like, and just talking about how, just like, oh my god, it's so amazing! Like, I mean, between between those two, and we've already had Gary on. Like, we're just hitting all of the Rogue One, all the people. Rogue Ones. We said, dude, <laughs> we need to get uh, uh, John Noel. John, John would, John Noel would be amazing. I'd love to chat to John Noel. I mean, I use Photoshop every single day. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Every you day, see his name. You see his name every day. Um, I did reach yeah. out to um Paul. I'm not going to try and remember his surname. Um, uh, Carson Taver. Uh, I did reach out to him on Blue Sky, right. but I haven't heard back. I think he's probably uh, similar to Daniel Day Kim. He's probably in the middle of promoting Avatar: The Last Airbender on. Right. He's uh, on Kim Blue are. Show all the time. Yeah, oh, he's on. Man. He's on a bunch. He's he seems like a good dude. He seems like someone that we could potentially I... chat to, but he's busy at the moment. Like everyone on that show is going to be busy. Um, same right. as you must have encountered that when you're trying to get Ken Leung and stuff like that. So there's, yeah. there's a bunch of crossover cast in that show that I really, really hope is good, but I, so, so that's what, well, we're, while we're in Hawaii, we're talking about people we have in the, in the movie so far, and we don't have anybody from a James Bond, which we're, I'm like trying to think if we get John Terry, that would be oh, yeah. a person from a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we don't have anybody from Star Wars, so we're kind of hoping to get uh, Ken, Ken Leon on. Or Greg Gumberg or JJ. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they're there. They're there. They're there. Um, or, um, I think I call Bad Robot after we're done here because I need to give them a call and leave a message on their answering machine. Perfect. I feel like that's a good time to wrap up, man. <laughs> right. Uh, we know okay. what we're talking about in two weeks' time. 
Yeah, that uh, Obi Wan thing. That, uh, that Obi Wan Star Wars. It's like the, the Jedi Returns, or yeah. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Obi Wan series documentary is called Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return from 2022. There you go. Uh, God, yeah. two years old. Wild. Um, that'll be so in two weeks' time. Out. There might be a data link next week. There might not be. Let's let's see how it goes with that one. Um, but stay tuned. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm don't, free, dude. Yeah, me too. Um, we can talk just about do a BS. I, I did. I did invite uh, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Anyone from Fantasy Flight Games, if they want to come on the show to chat about Star Wars Unlimited, the upcoming card game, because they seem to be doing a bunch of promotion and stuff like that. And so, if they want to come on and talk about that or show off some cards or things like that um that'd be fun because that's that's coming or out send soon. some cards for you to i mean that'd be great like i'm i'm gonna go to a, a pre-release event some uh i think it's march like the week before it comes out so i'll definitely be playing it and seeing what it's like um but it'd be fun to talk to them it's i i sort of when i i emailed them about it i was like we don't normally cover games as the main part of the show but also we're not a gaming podcast so you might be able to reach a different side of star wars audience who knows yeah. so yeah. you know we'll see what happens there they might not be interested they might be <laughs> way into it um right. that would be a fun like data link episode i think though just one of those sort of special ones that we do every now and then right. um i don't have anything else about star wars though so no. i think i think we should get out of here it's good to be back it's good to see you again it is it, really it is. is yeah um i'm gonna get all the gossip about what happened in hawaii so until Two weeks' time, <laughs> maybe next week. Uh, don't give in to hate. Celebrate the love. Punch it. James, we're still live. Oh no, we're still live. Yeah, bonus. Uh, uh, just bonus because, everybody. just because. I mean, uh, Sarah already said bye, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm extending. This is a post-credit scene. Hopefully, Ooh, someone's still around. These before. Stevie, oh, Stevie purpose, popped yeah. in while mm-hmm. the credits were going, and I was like, I'll ask him when, when I'm done. But I'm going to ask you now. Oh, Stevie wants to know when you and Liz are going to be talking about tacos. Ah, okay. So yeah, ah, uh, yeah. I didn't mention it. Um. Liz and I are starting a a little side project uh, that we've been talking about for a little while called Top 10 Tacos. So you can go and follow Top 10 Tacos on Instagram at the moment. I think that's the only place. I have got a blue sky for it, but I haven't really done anything with there yet. Um, They're the only places that I'm going to be posting, though. Blue sky and Instagram. Um, We have recorded a... Uh, like a test episode just because she's not done anything like this before so she wanted to just make sure she was comfortable doing it uh we were both around this microphone while we did that uh she has another mic from when she was having to work from home and doing like she was a teacher at the time so she was during the pandemic she was teaching so she has a pretty decent mic but it's in a box somewhere so we're gonna have that hooked up um that's why there's a a little stuffed taco behind me at the moment in fact actually (laughs) Um, it will be audio only. It'll be a, um, it won't have a regular schedule, um, but we might record an episode this weekend. Uh, yeah, 
so soon. So go follow that if you're interested, if you want to hear me and Liz talk about tacos, because there are some good tacos in the UK and we're going to try and hit them all. Uh, yeah, we're thinking we're thinking if if for some reason this movie pans out and I do get a payday of some sort, we were thinking about heading your, your way and visiting. And, and amazing! Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we've we'll got see. a spare room. Um, you can you can stay in this room. <laughs> okay. There's not there's not much going on in Southampton though, so like you know, I'm gonna sleep in that wedge helmet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but so everybody go check it out top 10 tacos i just followed it on blue sky um right. uh, and then i don't know what happens now if i just hit end stream because uh, usually the the whole reason i have that bumper at the end is because i could put like the subscribe button in the and the other videos we've gone on way past the time so i can't put those because you can only put those 20 seconds at the end of your video oh okay oh wow and we are currently in the 20 seconds of the video so that's just going to be a blank screen for however long that goes for so um i guess what i'll do is i'll just hit and stream everybody go follow uh top 10 tacos top 10 tacos okay go. go find it <laughs> there it is everywhere Ooh, from twitch <laughs> <laughs> all right see you guys see ya bye